0: Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show with Steve and Trish. Trish, what is the last song you listened to?
1: That is such a good question. Um, the last song I listened to was actually last night, and it was um, Backroads by Ricky Van Shelton. Way old school country. I don't know, that might be like an 80s or 90s country. I'm not sure exactly, but was driving the backroads with my son, trying to turn him onto some new music. And, uh, and, and he liked it. So he added, I guess it was a hit. I added it. He added it to his playlist.
0: Nice. I'm not How familiar. All right. Well, I, I'm not familiar with the song. I'll look it up. Ricky Van Shelton this is a good country, country artist name though. He's got the name down. And. Um,
1: I have to tell you, he, my son asked me, he goes, is he related to Blake Shelton? And I'm like, I don't, I think it's Van Shelton, but I'm right. not sure if that might be a middle name. I don't know. We'll have to see.
0: All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll check do that. on We'll
1: cover that on our country, on our yes, country podcast. Yes, Country Music Daily,
0: my other podcast. I That's love right. that podcast.
1: Yes. That's right.
0: So, Trisha, <laughs> when I thought of the question, I thought I also had to have an answer, as you usually do right. ask me for my answer. And I, I couldn't think right. of it. I couldn't think of it. You just didn't come to mind. So, quickly before the show, I put on my favorite Sirius XM station, which is Channel 33, Classic Alternative. And the song that was playing about a half hour ago now was. Pictures of You by The Cure. So that is the last song I listened to, and I good song. Not, not, maybe not my favorite Cure song. Really long intro, but it, it gets there eventually. So that that's my answer.
1: I love it. I actually like The Cure. I haven't heard them in a while, so yeah, maybe I'll have to I'll have to go listen to some Cure today. And you can you can go check out Backroads.
0: All right, we'll do that. Trish, We got a, <laughs> we got a great show today. Super guest waiting in the wings. Let's bring him on right now. Our guest today is Chris Armstrong. He's the chief customer officer at Ceridian. As chief customer officer, Chris is responsible for overall customer experience and satisfaction through his leadership of the Global Customer Office, the GCO, a team that comprises services support and customer relationship executives. Collaborating closely with sales, the GCO's prime directive is to ensure a seamless experience and maximum value for customers throughout their entire life cycle with Ceridian. Chris joined Ceridian in 2004, And since then, then has held several commercial and operational leadership roles, including Chief Operating Officer, where he oversaw operations, customer support, and information technology globally. His experience with Ceridian has provided him with a well-rounded understanding of the HCM marketplace and accurate perspective on specific customer needs. Chris's involvement in building Ceridian's customer support team has been instrumental in the overall success of the organization and its reputation for customer service excellence. Chris... Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. How are you today?
2: Doing very well, Steve, Trish. Thanks for having me. And the great news is I'm clearly in the right place because that that wonderful description of my job is spot on. I love it. (laughs) And better news, uh, The Cure was probably my favorite band in college way, way back when. I like that. And I grew up in Texas and I'm a huge country music fan. Uh, including, oh, good. that's right, including my, the last song that I listened to was a, a, definitely a country classic, uh, Back Home Again by John Denver,
0: which, oh.
2: which uh which Trish, I used to play every time I'd be landing back in Minneapolis after a road trip. I'd pop that song on and make me feel good to be home, and even in these days where we're not traveling, uh, obviously because, as much because of the circumstances, uh, it still made my playlist this morning.
1: You know what? I love that. I love that. I do that uh, often on um, Alexa where I'll play like old 70s, you know, a station with like yep. older 70s country. And that one comes on. It just makes you smile. It makes you feel good. Um all right, now I have to go listen to that one after this recording, so. <laughs> you know
0: what we should do? Yeah, maybe Trish, we need an HR happy hour playlist to get to issue I with the release so. of this podcast. We'll put those three songs on them and uh, maybe a couple okay. more. We'll do that. Uh, that'll be fun. We'll put that like out on Spotify or something. So uh, Chris, great so to good. have you. As we said, you're the chief customer officer at Ceridian. I think the first yep. thing I want to ask is, I think I feel like the chief customer officer is both relatively a newer role in organizations and also not necessarily in place in every organization. So maybe I'd start there. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about the background about that role specifically yep. and how, it, how it's comprised at Ceridian and kind of the philosophy behind what you do as chief customer
2: officer. Yeah. Um, and it is a, it's a relatively new role for Ceridian as well. I think Cernian has a long heritage um, in the HR uh, payroll space, uh, and we've always had a commitment to uh, our customers um, just based on uh, how our business model operates and the services that we deliver. Uh, But we know and understand that we've got to continue to sharpen our efforts uh, around our relationships with our customers, and and the investment in the role uh, is, is a reflection of that. Uh, Steve, you did a really nice job of providing the overview of the functions that are encompassed in the role, which are kind of the the biggest chunks of work, if you will, uh, that are are tied to our ongoing relationships with our really remarkable customer base. And the philosophy behind the role for us was that all of those functions were essentially run discreetly and independently of each other uh, under the umbrella of, call it the chief operating officer within Ceridian. Um, and we're an organization that listens to our customers, and and we got a lot of good feedback that said, we appreciate the level of discipline and capability that you have in services, as an example, and we appreciate that you're very good at what you do from a support perspective, but our expectation is that the way that you care for us across those functions within your business is really important, and we want a seamless experience. We want a low-effort experience, where uh, we're not divided uh, in your organization in a way that's inefficient or unproductive for us. So based on that feedback and you know the fact that we're an organization that believes in evolving and growing and learning from our customers and our own insights, uh, we made the investment in the global customer office uh, as a way to, to bring the functions together differently within our business. Uh, and as all of your listeners know, uh, org structure is not a magical pill, right? You can right. change your org structure, but you really have to, to drive and create a vision and change behavior. Uh, and that's where we are in this evolution around the chief customer officer and the global customer office itself. Yeah. Pretty excited about the feedback that we've gotten from our customers in terms of what we're, we're doing. Uh, they know and understand that our mission in life is to deliver a great customer experience that triggers value within their organization. And I'm just very fortunate to be part of an organization that's making these investments in alignment with our customers. And I see a great future about the things that we'll continue to do collectively uh, with our great customer base.
1: You know, the one thing I'm, I'm so glad you shared about how the role kind of came to be, because I think when, when people are working and partnering, you know, with their, their software provider, it's nice to see innovation um, internally as well right? Not just on product, which is of course very important, but I think that that's one thing I've always found with Ceridian is you all um, really drive that internally first and then make sure you're bringing that out to your customers. So, you know, at least from sitting on the outside, it's something you can kind of appreciate the way that you are living those, those values and methods and and I think that's what brings success and that comfort to your customers, I would imagine. Do you, do you find that you get feedback like that from customers maybe who don't have some of the same, you know, approaches or roles yet, right? That you're sort of leading the way even for them in that regard as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're fortunate that we're, we're connected to a remarkable and diverse group of companies as our customer base. So whether it's verticals, customer size, geographies. Uh, and there's a lot of innovative thinkers uh, within our customer base that that are generous with their time and, and helping inform us in terms of what we should do. But the, the counter is true, Trish, where they they watch and see how uh, we're managing and evolving our business, uh, and they have takeaways around how they approach approach the, their business, their employees, their customers. And to me, that's, that's ultimately the sign of a really, really healthy relationship is where you've got that, that constant and continuous dialogue. Our customers certainly challenge us um, and do it appropriately and effectively. Uh, and there are times where they're looking for us to, to do the same uh, and to bring ideas and concepts to them and, and really push on the art of what's possible as opposed to just focusing on what's you know, historically happened or is happening right now.
0: We're recording this in uh, early November, first week of November, and so we couldn't not have a discussion about customer uh, experience and supporting customers without talking a little bit about how that's changed or evolved and what are some of the challenges that you and your team has helped customers navigate through over these last eight or nine months of the pandemic. What are, what are some of the issues that your team really had to take on and focus on in supporting your customers throughout this eight, last eight or nine months?
2: Yeah, I, Steve, we were talking about uh, this before we, we uh, hopped on the, the, the podcast. It, it, 2020, I think we would all uh, agree, is, is one of the most remarkable years that any and all of us have ever experienced, uh, and remarkable in some unfortunate ways, but also remarkable in terms of what people have been able to do uh, and how they've pivoted and really accomplished great things amidst some of the most trying circumstances. So throughout all of this, Ceridian's focus um, and universal goal has been, we wanted to figure out a way to help our customers focus on what was really critical within their business, knowing and understanding that 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 was very different in different businesses. But there were some key themes um, that, that we were really targeted in on. And the first was you know, companies needed to, to avoid distractions from kind of the continuous and repetitive tasks that just needed to be done. Because that's the only way to create time to, to focus on the innovation that was required to address the really challenging uh, things that were being, being presented uh, in, in the kind of initial periods and the continuing periods around COVID. And if I had to point to like a specific example where, uh, where Ceridian really did flourish alongside and in partnership with our customers, I'd point to the compliance landscape. Okay. And I know compliance isn't sexy, but, but the reality is it, it just it presented enormous uh, opportunity or obstacle, depending on how you looked at it uh, based on the pace of the change, the critical nature of the requirements and opportunities that were being presented across different jurisdictions and different con- countries. Uh, So Ceridian went to work really hard in that one particular area, because quite candidly, that that is where we are the most competent. We have an incredible depth of experience and understanding. So we went to work on product development strategies um, that were guided by our experts that knew and understand how the laws and programs were changing. But... We did more than that. So I like Trisha's comment about um, obviously technology is at the heart of everything that Ceridian does. But where we think the magic is, is the services that we wrap around the technology that we provide. And in the case of COVID, that meant us being an active participant and leader uh, in the education cycles and sharing interpretations with our customers, helping them understand the implications of what was happening giving them a change management strategy around how to incorporate those things uh, that were available to them within their business to the greatest advantage of their companies and their employees, uh, and then just really following through in support of those those efforts. And it was through all of that 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 we really do feel like and got great feedback from our customers that we allowed them to, to focus on the things that were most important the common thread being their people, their employees. Like, how do you switch to a virtual work environment? How do you amend your policies and practices? How do you deal with furloughs, closures? How do you deal with hiring? You know, all of that was enabled by the strong relationship and partnership that we have with our customers, uh, and the fact that we delivered in the areas where they needed us to and expected us to uh, in that in that cycle. So. We're not like unique in that regard. I think that the stories are compelling around how many vendors answered that call, uh, but we're a net promoter score shop, NPS, and uh, we hit all-time peaks in what we would easily call the most difficult business circumstances we'd ever seen, uh, which is a testament to us and, and to our customers.
1: I think that's amazing. I, I just want to add, too, and, and maybe a little bit of a question on that. You know, one of the things, um, you know, when we think of a chief customer officer, right, and in sort of that global customer office, right, that you're leading, um, yeah. I can imagine not only are you providing that support, but because you use the word relationship. And while other companies certainly can have, you know, similar offices, similar titles, they don't always focus on that relationship like you and your team do. And so I wonder, could you maybe share have there been moments where it's sort of the reverse is true, where, you know, as you're giving this great support in partnership with these um, relationships you have built with your customers, have there been any moments kind of internally where you all have felt supported by them as well? Are you learning from them as they go through this, just as you're sharing your insights?
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely, Trish. And and some of these will will feel like mother and apple pie, but but to me personally, they're, they're, they're just really important. Uh, and. Uh, I speak to customers um, daily and and I've uh, certainly, you know, in in reference to Ceridian's customer base and the diversity of the base that I talked about, we've got customers that are on the full spectrum in terms of COVID impacts. You know, some some companies that have just been devastated uh, because their businesses have been turned upside down uh, by the industries that they work in, retail and hospitality being some some key examples, manufacturing in some contexts. And then you've got, uh, you know, other companies that, that are in the surge part of the, the segment or spectrum who have, have really accelerated and their businesses have grown uh, and they've capitalized on the opportunities. Uh, but what, what I've learned is uh, regardless if I'm talking to a leader on either end of the spectrum, our customers are remarkable people. And, and the leadership that they displayed, even in the worst and most trying of circumstances, uh, and the way that they approached us truly as a partner, not with decrees on what needed to be done or how it needed to be done, but really with an open invitation and dialogue around, we want you to understand what's happening within our business and we want to figure out how we work together to make it as good as we can be. So, so my takeaway is that strength of leadership um, and depth of relationship and that relationships aren't founded upon uh, you know, how things go in the good times. They're founded on how things go in the challenging times as well. Uh, that, that's that been encouraging. And I've promoted that internally with my teams and with my peers. We should be a reflection of how our great customers have operated in this time, uh, regardless of their circumstance.
0: Chris, that's uh, really uh, well said. And one of the notes I had made earlier and when you were talking was um, supporting customers through this really, really challenging set of circumstances and leveraging the relationships that you have. You can't just all of a sudden, oh, times are tough. Now we have to have a relationship. Now you have to trust me. You have to build that up way in advance. That has to be kind of the default, right? For the relationship, uh, the establishment of the relationship at the first yeah. in the first place, right? In order to be able to, to count on it when times are tough. I'd say that for sure.
2: Yeah. I, I think it's a great call out, Steve. It's And it's, you know, it's relevant to to how we've been able to execute in this phase. Uh, So that concept of building a foundation, you know, in this case, you're referencing it in the context of relationships, certainly important and central. But for us, uh, you know, we had to build a business foundation that allowed us to perform in the COVID circumstance. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, we We're in a time sensitive uh, industry. Everybody on this phone knows it. We're on daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual cycles where things have to be done, they have to be done right uh, and they have to be done on time. Otherwise, the implications are really significant. Uh, And we had done great business planning around things like hurricanes, earthquakes, blizzards, uh, tsunamis, uh, interruption in in like delivery services because of postal strikes. Right. But never in our scenario planning did we have global pandemic on our list. Yeah. And, you know, candidly, you could say shame on you guys. It could have. But but the reality is, we had built enough of a foundation with our customers to have these great discussions in this time. But we were also enabled by the fact that our business strategy and infrastructure, business continuity, disaster recovery planning had been built and tested in a way uh, that allowed us to transition into COVID effectively on behalf of our customers.
0: I had just one kind of uh, follow-up along along the kind of pandemic response and the support, which yeah. is, you know, you got thousands of customers out there. i I got to imagine, just like you said, you weren't really thinking global pandemic in terms of your customer support strategies. Right. You would have had lots of companies in process, right? In, you know, had started oh, implementations, yeah. had go-live yeah. dates planned for, May 1st, June 1st, et cetera. Not yeah. maybe getting in any specifics and you can if you'd like to, if you had a specific one yeah. or two, but just maybe more in general. How has that, that managed kind of helping customers navigate through, hey, we're, we were just about to go live with our new payroll system on July 1. What do we do now? What kinds of things? I'd love a, maybe just a thought or two on, on that kind of transition.
2: Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, wonderful to reflect back on what happened initially. And then I think it can speak to how we continue to stay aligned to our customers uh, even today. And it points to the fact, Steve, that, that we're all working differently, right? <laughs> and uh, you and I had talked about our travel schedules right. uh, and what those historically look like. And the reality is that face-to-face engagement with our customers at different periods and cycles, especially in implementation, uh, was foundational to establishing relationships. And all of that, you know, has gone away. So we've had to count on our typical practices and processes. Uh, We've had to evolve them based on the fact that all of our work is done virtually today. uh, And for the foreseeable future, we expect that it will be. And then the other thing that we had to do relative to your question about, you know, did it stop? Did it start? Did it change? Is we had to display an appropriate level of empathy, right? And, you know, we faced a choice where if if we had a customer who was scheduled to go live on the Dayforce platform, there's certainly a revenue implication to Ceridian on whether they do or don't. But we had to put the best interest of the relationship ahead of that. and We had to display a level of empathy for the situation and circumstance that they were in. And we had to to agree that we're in this for the long game with those customers. So in some cases, Steve, uh, customers did hit the pause button and they said, this is just not the appropriate time given what's going on um, and we'll come back to this. Uh, And they've done so. So as things have leveled out, customers have have re-engaged at a very, very high level uh, and we've gotten reoriented and engaged in the project. In other cases, uh, even though customers were stressed by the circumstances, they said, we need to accelerate. We need to push forward. Really? Interesting. Because, yeah, yes, because what we've all seen is that HR capability and leadership uh, in, in this time is, is non-negotiable. It's central. It, it's the definition or it defines the difference between success and just kind of getting along. Uh, and, and these customers looked at Ceridian and the technology and the services we brought to the table is integral to being great on that front and independent of the pain and inconvenience. They challenged us and we answered the call to say, all right, we're going to, we are going to move forward. We, uh, modified and adjusted our plans accordingly. And we've had a tremendous number of customers, uh, go live during the pandemic, um, and, on the uh, evaluation and buying side, uh, there's, there continues to be a very strong interest and uh, in level of activity of, of customers that are considering Ceridian and HCM changes in general, uh, even amidst the pandemic circumstances.
1: You know, I love to hear that you have have that mix, right? The people who really are still pushing not only themselves, but Ceridian forward um, in the way that you're sort of working together and bringing, you know, the, the transformations that, that are needed for success, as you mentioned, um, it, it makes me think of a little bit about what you all have coming up in just a couple of weeks here, uh, November 16th through 18th at Insights, because I know as we were talking uh, over the last few months about Insights, it's really about um, what you're saying here about all these people who are going live and, and sort of demonstrating the transformation, but it's also about bringing those people who might have had to hit pause, Um, but who are still very, very anxious to kind of run headlong into the next year um, with still a very positive outlook, an outlook with an eye toward business transformation, and maybe they've had to pause and they're frustrated by that. Could you maybe talk to us a little bit about insights coming up and what you're looking forward to from a customer perspective, and even from a perspective of maybe someone who's been a little bit on pause, but this is the perfect time of year, I think, to have an event like this. So maybe some insights insights on Insights. How about that? Yeah. Uh,
2: and I, I, I will open with um, a statement, uh, and it might seem obvious, but uh, Insights is, is my favorite event of the entire year. Right? We do a lot of things. I spend a lot of time with customers, but there's just nothing that beats uh, kind of the, the camaraderie and the spirit uh, and the level of collaboration and partnership that, that we see at Insights. Uh, and it is across those groups that you talked about, Trish, it's, it's customers that are considering Ceridian, it's customers that are in their early life cycle with Ceridian, and then it's the wonderful group of customers that have been with us for extended periods of time. And uh, it won't happen in person, right? Which uh, the downside is, uh, we, we don't get to hug and high five and, <laughs> and you know, see each other
0: i got to tell of you, Chris, I wasn't a big fan of the hugging just before all this yeah, happened. I I'm actually optimistic that the hugging will go away, but I'm sorry to interrupt, but carry on. Steve,
2: I, I was rated as a non-hugger in some evaluation in the past. <laughs> I've tried to stretch myself a little bit, and Insights is the perfect event yeah. for that. Uh, it is. But, but the upside is is that Insights now becomes uh, more broadly accessible to a much larger audience, um, yeah. and and we've seen enormous demand uh, our, and will set all-time records in terms of participation. And and what we uh, are planning to do, Trish, is, is we are planning to to use our customers, not use, but to sponsor our customers who will, will share their stories about uh, how they've dealt with the circumstances. And we were very intentional about the customers that we selected in that, We chose customers from different walks of life um, uh, in different circumstances. uh, And they're gonna talk about partnership with Ceridian, what their business strategies were, how they overcame obstacles and pushed through those obstacles, uh, hopefully in a way that that provides a level of inspiration to uh, the the, the members of the audience and provides some some guidance or even a little bit of a roadmap or a path that they may consider uh, as, as they're thinking about how they get to the next level and uh, in the initiatives that they want to put in place. So we're, we're excited about the stories that will be shared. Uh, we're excited about uh, the opportunities that we will um, put in place to have people connect with people, again, not in person, but, but virtually in, in different ways. And we think it's just going to be a spectacular event on a number of different fronts.
1: Yeah, I'm really sad that it's not in person, um, but I I do completely agree with your assessment that this really opens it up for people who might not have had the opportunity to go in the past. Um, You know, Steve, you and I go to a lot of events typically, and I'm not just saying this, Ceridian is truly one every October I look forward to going to, every single time I learn. It's not just going in as an analyst and hearing the analyst sessions, which we do, But Ceridian has always been one where, I don't know, I just feel from the keynotes, they're always just more inspirational. Um, there have been times you, 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 all just have a knack of finding people that I have not heard before. And so I always feel like I personally grow. And then I try and sit in on some of your sessions that are more specifically about the product and about the solution and how people, how your customers are actually using those, um, And I just, I just feel like it's such a good event. So yeah, I would encourage anyone, if you have not attended this in the past, it is absolutely worth your time. And I plan on not just presenting in a session with Steve, but I plan on attending many, many more sessions, even than I get to in person, right? Because now I'll be able to do it virtually. So it's a big kudos to you all for planning this for all of us.
2: Yeah, we're very fortunate. We've got a, a wonderful marketing team uh, that listens to our customers in terms of what's valuable to them. Uh, and then our customer success team is a great channel back into marketing as well. And Trish, we we appreciate the fact that you and Steve are, are participating and we'll be speaking. Uh, and we welcome you and the listeners to any of the different events that, that we're having. Uh, we, we really are encouraged by the content about the, the discussions that we're going to have around the changing world of work um, and how Ceridian, you know, looks to be a very strong partner, uh, in, in, in that equation.
0: It's going to be a fantastic event. I'm super looking forward to it. Uh, right before we, uh, sat down to record this show, Trish, the very, well, not the very last thing I did. I was listening to the cure, but right before that, I was working on some of our slides for our session at, uh, Insights. So, uh. That's been on my mind as well today as we polish those up, but uh, it's going to be a super event. I'm super excited to be a part of it as well. As Trish said, uh, the website for folks to uh, learn more and to register for free is ceridian.com insights. Of course, that link will be in the show notes as well. Um, Chris, thanks so much for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. Uh, great to get to chat with you. Uh, country music fan, the Cure fan, that's good to know as well. Yeah. Uh, Thanks again for being
2: a part of the HR happy hour show tonight. I really do appreciate your time. uh, And uh, thanks to uh, the great Ceridian customer base and customers who have joined uh, and will listen to the podcast. And here's to to hoping we, uh, we see and hear from you at insights. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right. Good stuff, Trish. Great stuff. Love it.
1: I know. I know. I, you know what? I love hearing the perspective of what it's like to actually partner with customers with some real examples, because I think, you know, a lot of times, we hear about the front end part of technology and the relationship there about, you know, the selection and the implementation and all of those kind of the more process driven pieces of it. But truly once you've you've got that partnership started, um, it's really interesting to me to kind of hear how that goes and how different vendors handle that. And so with Ceridian, um, you know, obviously we we both um, have, you know, been working with them for many years and know it to be true. Um, so I'm, I'm just glad that Chris was able to share that with everyone.
0: Yeah, me too. Great, great stuff. Okay, I think we'll wrap it here and let everyone go out, uh, get back to getting ready for insights, which is just uh, less than two weeks from now uh, as we speak. So we'll be looking forward to that. Once again, thanks to Chris uh, Armstrong from Ceridian. Trish, thank you. Great show today. And uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, this has been the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bose for Chris Armstrong, for Trish McFarlane. Thanks so much for listening.